I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, I'm Euphigenia Doubtfire, dear. It's homework time. You can't imagine what it was like being married to Daniel. He sounds like an absolute stallion. Daddy. Hello, dear. Oh, Robin Williams. A man who'd do anything. Back off! God, it's hot in here. To see his kids. Mrs. Doubtfire. My first day as a woman. I'm getting hot flashes. Hello and welcome to Smirch Pod Royale, a podcast celebrating all the Bond films and Bond-related films by those who enjoy, hate, or, you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. This week we'll be behaving like a bit of a weird, creepy sociopath while also having a heart of gold that's firmly in the right place. Yes, it's Mrs. Doubtfire. And joining me to find out where exactly Scotland is in England is comedian, <laughs> actor... <laughs> is comedian and actor, Paul Litchfield. Hey, hey, hey John! Hello. Oh, why did you choose this? Because <laughs> it's got Pierce Brosnan in it. For eight minutes. Yeah. It yeah, counts. that no, it is canon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. he's in it. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh. Wow. I haven't seen this for a long time. I haven't I haven't seen this since I think when it came out in 1993. Mm, sounds right, um, yeah. Did you, it it grossed 441 million dollars. It was massive, yeah. It was the third most popular film of that year apparently. Mm. That's insane. And um, my notes all I started writing is yeah, I've seen Tootsie already and then a bit later on I've I've already seen Tootsie. And mm-hmm. um, no, I've watched Tootsie. Um <laughs> Tootsie's done this, and then no, nah, see, Tootsie's better than it. Just yeah. once you've seen Tootsie, that's it. Uh, uh, that sort of genre of film. Once you've seen Tootsie, you don't need to bother with any other watered down versions of of, of the same brilliant idea. Uh, yeah, but this it's is a, more evil, I think. Oh, um, yeah. The the morality throughout mm. this film really spins on its axes so many times. Yes. There's so many moments of what certificate is this? This, yeah. sh- this should be more than a certificate 18 at times. It's some of the implications <laughs> are it's, so dodgy. It's something you should, this is an example of things you shouldn't do in life. Yeah, many absolutely. And how certain characters like display traits that you go, you should be in jail if you mm. want to pursue that any further. <laughs> yeah. It's just very strange. But talking of but, which, yeah, sorry. No, go on. I was going to say, talking of which. We meet Daniel Hillard. We do. Robin Williams. 
Robin Williams. He's already doing what Robin Williams does. Oh, he's really off the leash in this. I loved Robin Williams a lot. So but you know he what? needs he needs to be sort of reined in sometimes. He does, but this is the sort of I think I mean in Good Morning Vietnam, it's just mm. perfect and beautiful. Mm. But in other Robin Williams vehicles, where they tend to be a little bit shall we say saccharine and schmaltzy which yeah. this film definitely mm. dips more than its toe into yeah. um he just his character daniel the first thing i wrote is you you insufferable woke fucking libtard He's a i prick. just i just hated him immediately mm. because of his sense of morality well that, that takes a fucking <laughs> backseat fairly quickly doesn't it? I was gonna say, well this is the thing about about every <laughs> But everything on its axis, because yeah, all right. Oh, he's not gonna, he's not gonna do an animation where the main character puffs on a cigarette. Mm. Yet the other stuff he's willing to do: the subterfuge, the lies, the crimes. Oh, it's just oh god. I mean, he he's a he's a voice act. He's a voice actor. Yes, he's a voiceover artist, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing a cartoon where he's watching the cartoon and dubbing it, which is not really how they do it. No. No. no, it isn't. No, no. As someone who has done that myself, that's mm. definitely how. That's definitely not how you do it. No. Um, but for the but for the purposes of the film, mm. that's what he's doing. And he's in a studio, and he's just off the cuff, and he's being witty and funny. He's doing one of his seven voices. Mm. It's just so much fun. Or 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 is it? I don't know. It, it, <laughs> either, it was either funny or it wasn't. <laughs> he's doing a voice of a bird, and he's singing Figaro. Figaro. Yeah. He took the whole. Opera, operata and the whole thing as well it's mm. like alright and then as you say he has a moral quandary because the bird is given a fag now what cartoon in 1993 would put a fag in a bird's mouth and light it <laughs> this, this is from the 70s I know it's just already it's just, what? Doesn't, doesn't know when it's set <laughs> but everybody in the studio is smoking so that's the funny joke and they can't see his problem with it yeah, and so he decides he's going to take the moral high ground and quit. And Before then... doing an impression of Gandhi. Yeah, again, that's... Again, don't like smoking, but happy to do a funny Indian voice. Happy for racial slurs. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, in the words of Porky Pig, a p- 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 piss off Lou. I don't remember piss Porky off. Pig saying that. No, I never remember Porky Pig ever saying piss off or fuck you or giving, or giving anyone the trotter. <laughs> or in this case, in this case, the finger. It's just what? It's just... <laughs> oh. Yeah, but that's supposed to encapsulate Daniel's character in a mm. nutshell, which mm. is like, yeah, he's sort of out there. He's left field. He's wild and crazy. But you know, he's got he's got morals and he's got a moral code. Yeah. Um. But actually, he's an insufferable prick. Yeah. He's awful. I mean, he demonstrates how awful he is by <clears throat> picking up his kids from school. Yeah. And then he says, we're going to give you a party to the oldest kid. And the oldest kid says, well, no, mum says we can't do that because my report card was really bad. Yeah. And he says, ah, forget what your mum says. Yeah, I want to do what I want. Yeah, a bit of a red flag there. Yeah. And, and so the kid's like, a fucking zoo. Yeah, he gets a zoo and he basically trashes the house in mm. that co- in that comedic way where you're where you're supposed to think that there's no actual consequences of his actions. But in reality, you'd be like, that's not a load bearing wall. That's going to come down. Also, um, it, it shows you that he... They're all going to get fleas and ticks and horse yeah. bites. They're all going to get ravaged at some point. A raccoon's <laughs> going to fucking eat one of the kids. <laughs> a monkey's going to rip one of the kids' faces off. M- monkey's going to start masturbating on the twins. <laughs> <laughs> and all the while, Robin's just going... Hey, hey. 
just running around like a know, sort of clockwork toy. Ugh. You know how characters have arcs in films? Yeah. Um, I don't mean Noah. I mean characters in films. <laughs> <laughs> he um, he doesn't he doesn't learn anything from this film. No, no, and and this is the weird thing as well. Um, because it's such a smaltzy tone all the way through, and it's mm. it's cripplingly um, saccharine at times. But at the end, sorry, I'm about to sneeze. This might be an edit point. Hang on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, now I'm not going to do it. Um, um, at at the end, he doesn't get back. To, they don't get back together. They they are divorced, and that's it. And it's like that's a bit of a body slam right but at the end. He begins the film here by, I mean, after the party goes wrong and she comes home and is upset by it. He's angry with her and blames her for it. Yeah, she, at the he's end, furious he's, with her. At the end, he's all—he's blaming her again for, well, just spoiler alert, losing custody of his own children by being weird. That's not <laughs> a character arc. Exactly. That's just someone who's just like, um, like, just has major psychological issues. Yes. She's and she keeps saying you, but you always make me look like the utter bad guy. And yes. he's like, "Well, that's because you are." And she's mm. like, "No, I just we can't spend eternity with you just basically doing a thousand voices whilst the house is on fire and the kids aren't eating <laughs> or doing their homework and they've got no clothes on and they're naked and they live in a trash can and you're just too busy going twenty-four chromosomes coming down. Oh, I'm a pepper pot. I'm a pepper pot. My own mommy. Oh, mommy. He said, "Just take your fucking pills." <laughs> Take your pills, Robin. But then the, Daniel, neighbor, the neighbor complains because one of the fucking zoo animals has come into her garden and eaten her flowers. That's right. So she rings Sally Field at work. Yes. And Sally Field has got a great job. She's got a great job working for some sort of like high corporate version of Laura Ashley. Yeah. She's made a massively good career for herself. Yes. You know, with her own gumption. And he's, I'm, he's upset because she chose a career. Because when she comes home... And has a go and, and t- turns off the music by reaching under a horse who's eating the lovely cake she's brought home for her children. Yes, exactly. Which has really pissed me off because she's brought home this lovely cake. The horse eats it. He's standing on a table jump, dancing to Jump Around by House of Pain. With yeah, the and he's got, he's got a baseball cap on and a wonky angle like he's yeah. a member of the Beastie Boys. And it's oh. just so upsetting to see. And then when she has to play the bad guy quite rightly and turn the really loud music off, which you can hear down the street. Yeah. He turns to the kids and says, party's over, guys. Like, no, fuck <sighs> you. I know. My bitch wife's just come home. Yeah. It's like, oh, come on. Just, we also, be, because you find out that he's been in and out of jobs for years, she's mm. the only bit of stability in this family's life. As funny as daddy is when he mm. puts breadsticks up his nose and goes, <laughs> I'm a walrus. <laughs> Every fucking morning, and they're like, "Yeah, that joke's wearing a bit thin, Dad." <laughs> She's out fucking earning the money. I mean, you should see what he did when he put it up his ass and said he was a popsicle. <laughs> Look at me, I'm an upside down narwhal. Oh, Robin, stop it! It's disgusting. You can see your balls. Put your trousers see- back. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Daddy's balls. No, we're not looking at Daddy's balls again. But they live in a really oh nice house. God. And I'm willing to bet that Miranda, Sally Fields' character, has made that house happen. Yes, yes, yes. She she works, she slaves all day and then mm. she comes home. She's she's in charge of all the soft furnishings. Mm. She pays all the you know she pays all the bills, yeah. sorts out everything. Robin just drifts in and out going, 
Oh my god, I'm a wall. And it's like, oh god, you fucking tedious turd. Stop it. There's one there's one bit that genuinely made me laugh and and it's and it's because at some point when I think when she's at work they're talking about this amazing um house that's up on Knob Hill and that just <laughs> that just made me howl with laughter. Knob that's Hill. The, that's the funniest bit in this film. It is. It's, it's a postcode address. I want to live on Knob Hill. I so want to live on Knob Hill. Oh, my address. Ah, oh, yes, it's a poorly chilled Knob Hill. <laughs> but while they're having the argument, she says, like you just said, you know, I slave all day. Yeah. You keep quitting jobs. And then he goes, ah, you chose that career. It's like, fuck off yeah only because i was forced to mm. only because i had to i wanted to actually do a phd major in science and i wanted to go down that avenue but no you were too busy out on the street fucking oh look at me i'm a tree um <laughs> just i had to fucking get money on the table i had to earn shekels <laughs> while you're doing a hundred quid voiceovers every now and then and quitting <laughs> Well, you're out walking dogs and losing them and coming back and going, fuck you, the government. I mean, it's just (laughs) fucking arsehole. But then she says, I'm sorry, Daniel, I can't take any more of this. Yes. I think we should get a divorce. Quite rightly. And he says, oh, don't take my children away from me. Yeah, then he immediately caves in and does that that sort of reverse guilt thing on her. Mm -hmm. Oh, not my kids, not my kids, they're my heir. Hey, talking of heir, look, I'm a balloon. <laughs> no, Daniel, stop it. Speaking of air, top air, bottom air. Oh, God, Robin. <laughs> so he stop goes it. to see his brother Frank, who's Harvey Firestein. Ah, lovely oh, Harvey. He's amazing. Who is I, I was looking at all the other films he's done. He doesn't have a massive filmography. He's more of a playwright, really. But yeah. um, every time he's in a film, he's always talking to his mother. Yes. That seems to be yeah. it's, it's in his contract. Because in Independence Day, he's like, mm. I gotta call my mother. Apparently, he lobbied for this film because he loved the impression Robin Williams does of him. Oh, uh, really? So he Is found out there was? was a gay brother part, and he said, I want to Flattery. Yeah. I want to be your brother, Daniel. <laughs> but he Fantastic. had a big hit film, didn't he? Was it Torch Song Trilogy? Torch Song Trilogy, yes, yes. Which was not yes. that far far behind this, so he was quite big at the time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he, he says, um, he goes to see his brother, and Harvey says, ah, it'll blow over, don't worry about it. Yeah. Talking to blow over. How's your private life? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, just again, just be serious for fuck's sake. <laughs> so they have their custody hearing. And yeah. Like the court grants sole custody of the children to Sally Field. And he's like, oh, you're, oh, you can't take my children away from me. And the judge says, all right, I'll give you 90 days to find a steady job and a yeah, suitable and residence. It's the only bit in the film where he doesn't do any comedy voices to the yeah. judge. You can tell it's serious. Yeah. Although, obviously, when he walks out, he does little fart noises as he leaves. <laughs> Just because he has to get one in, you know? <laughs> so then he has a meeting with his liaison officer. And this yes. bit, apparently, was like 200 takes where they just let him go. And you can tell. <sighs> which He's they like, do. As, I do voices. He... Yeah, they, and they do it as a montage thing, mm. don't they? And, oh. and and each one is more tedious than the other. Oh. And you can tell that the one they used is probably like take 200. He's like, oh, I'm a hot dog. It's <laughs> 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 the one with just no thought at all. Yeah, he just literally scrunches yeah. his shoulders up and goes, I'm a hot dog. Yeah, he, he might as well just go, hello, I'm Penelope Pencil. And just, <laughs> what? It's not even a reference. Is it a cultural reference? To- All right, fuck it. We'll, we'll leave that in. Oh, so oh. then he gets a job at a TV station. 
He does, uh, yeah. Shipping stuff, and he gets a, a, an apartment which he constantly refers to as like you're supposed to think it's this really horrible apartment, but it's huge. Yes. Ugh. So then, Sally Field. Then we, we we hear at the beginning that there's a designer really want, or a rich guy basically who really wants to work with Sally Field. Yes. And she's really yes. flattered by that, and it turns out it's Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Uh, and he wants to look over her sketches. Oh, very bloody does. <laughs> and he basically lo- he's loved her for years. They obviously have a history. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, but also uh, all the way through this, his his intentions uh, and the way he acts is nothing but honourable and gentlemanly, 100% and pure. perfectly normal. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't put a foot out of line. He bends over backwards to be as accommodating as possible mm-hmm. to this insane nanny of no fixed <laughs> fucking town. Oh, um, God. He does his best, you know. And here's the other thing that that I um, you, you know, when the kids have dinner around at Robin's shit home, mm, which is obviously yeah. bigger than my fucking flat, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is not a shit home. Mm. Um, I. What is it with the the little girl who plays Natty? She's yeah. been in loads of stuff since. Yeah. But she's got she's got obviously she's only about she looks like she's minus six in this. She's yeah. so tiny and whatever. Mm. But she's got like an old lady's face. <laughs> it's really upsetting. <laughs> she's she was in Don't Look Now at the end. I mean... <laughs> The porno version. Yeah. It's just horrible. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, um, it's just bizarre. It is. They're having takeout food, and you're supposed to think he's a big failure because he couldn't cook. Yes, yeah. And there's yeah. tension. They're like, when are you coming home? And he's like, oh, I can't come home because your mother's a cunt. Yeah, and then she does, and she does turn up, and she's an hour early. Mm. And mm. my God, he goes ballistic. Yeah, he says, you were, you were 10 minutes late, and now you're an hour early. Yeah. And, and he also, he, when his kids are upset, he's like, oh, look, I'm a toad. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and they laugh for a minute, and he's happy with that. He's like, that's my parenting done. Yeah, and you can see their cold, dead shark eyes start to develop as they look at their dad. <laughs> oh, God. And then she, she lets Sally feel, when she comes to pick up kids, let's slip that she's going to get a housekeeper. Because she can't come home when they need to be picked up from school because she's got a yeah. job. And Robin even sort of goes, oh, you're a shit mother then. Mm. It's like, really? Oh, my God. No, because when you were living there, you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And you had all the fucking time in the world after spending the day going, I am Chinese, if you please, <laughs> in the fucking mirror to no one. <laughs> it's just like, come on. He then and does then... something you shouldn't do. He <laughs> says in front of his kids, well, I can pick them up. <laughs> Don't put her in that position. You absolute bastard. Because the kids are like, yeah, dad can do it. And she's like, no, I don't want you to because you're a fucking dipshit. Because you have, you do not accept any responsibility. Yeah, exactly. And and then just before the, they go, the little girl says, "God damn!" And then she's like, "Oh, and not only that, you've been filling mm. my child with potty mouth language." Yeah, you shit. You stupid cunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then she, he says, "Oh, can I see the advert you're putting in for the housekeeper?" Yeah. And she goes, oh, okay. He goes, they're my kids too. I want to see. Yeah, I want to see what's going on in my absence. It's got nothing to do with you, actually. But yeah, yeah go on then. And he changes then. the phone number. Changes the phone number. So that's really underhand already. Oh, it's awful. And then when she goes home, he then rings her, putting on different voices. Now, if you are the wife of Daniel, as soon as he rings up and goes, hello, I'm asking you, you just go, Daniel, get off the fucking phone, you prick. Yeah. 
You just you could because Sally Field's character would go, Daniel, that's you again. Stop yeah. ringing up with your silly voices. But he does these all sorts of things like, oh, I'm I beat children. There's one reason yeah, like, oh, I exactly. used to be a man. Yeah. Is that yeah? yeah. Um, oh, and then and she's like, I'll never find a decent nanny now. And then he calls <sighs> as a British accented nanny. With very strong credentials. Oh, hello, dear. <laughs> hello, dearie. Yes. And then she asks for his name and he panics. <laughs> so the, the only thing that he looks at, and this is a familiar trope in films, isn't mm-hmm, it? Mm-hmm. The, oh, my God, I immediately need to come up with something. Mm. And he looks at a newspaper and the newspaper headline says, police, was it uh, doubt that the fire was accidental? Yeah, police doubt so, fire arson or something like that. Yeah, no, yeah. Police Doubt Fire was accidental. Okay. So he comes up with Doubt Fire. Mm. So, I mean, that film could have gone in many other directions. He could have chosen, um, you know, uh, he could have been called uh, a Mrs. San Francisco was. Mrs. Freddy Star <laughs> Ate My Hamster. Mrs. Freddy Star Ate My Hamster. Mrs. <laughs> uh, Mrs. My Sex Asses are in a lorry in Kent. <laughs> you know. Or he could have panicked and just said... My name is Mrs. Making This Up on the Spot at the moment. You know, he could have done that. Mrs. Staring at My Genitals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it reminds me of a brilliant... Have you, there's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant um, joke in uh, one episode of Family Guy. Yes, go on. Where they, where they revert, they tilt that on its head. It's brilliant. It's mm. beautiful, isn't it? It's such a perfect piece of um, he sees comedy. A yeah, and, and then someone, someone crying. crying, and then he sees a griffin. Because <laughs> he's on the phone, and he doesn't want to give his real name. So yeah. he goes, my name, um, um, looks P. Tear Griffin. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so brilliant. Mm. But yeah, Mrs. Doubtfire. And to be honest, that's the sort of... That is a genuine... How did they come up with that as a name? It's very odd. It's from a book, isn't it? So, Oh, is uh, it? Yeah, this is oh, okay. an adaptation of a book. In fact, I think the neighbour that complains about the animals eating her plants is the author, I think, as a cameo. Ah, did you know that there was a whole subplot in in the film about the neighbour and Mrs. Doubtfire and them going to war? Yeah. And there's like half an hour of sort of like footage that didn't make it into the cut film where he's a, they're on a one-woman war against each other. God. Yeah. So you can Marjorie. imagine what, what would have happened then. Like, he's actually beating her or something, but yeah, dressed he, as a granny, <clears> so it's hilarious. He definitely murdered her. Yeah. <laughs> after... Fooling Sally Field, <clears throat> he hangs up the phone and goes, Showtime. Showtime. Fucking weirdo. Yeah, this is your life, Daniel, for God's sake. It's so he not... then goes to see Brother Frank, who is a makeup artist for film. Yeah. And we get to see lovely Scotty Capuro. From Phantom Menace. Lovely Scotty Capuro, who I try I was trying to contact Scott before we do this because I know mm. Scott Scott quite well. Mm. But he's currently in Brazil and obviously mm. I don't think he can come back home now because Brazil's yeah. gone all tits oh, up. Of course, yeah. Um because uh, that's where his husband's from. Um and I just said, can you tell me anything about when you were doing it? And the only thing he can really recall, because he, he's talked about it quite a lot, yeah. But he remembers at the time, um the director's Chris Columbus, isn't it? Yeah. And Scott had never really heard of him and just was sort of like, sort of like went, oh, like treated Chris Columbus the same as he treat he would have treated himself like, because this is one of Scott's like big breaks. He was so young back then. Mm. And he was sort of like, God, isn't it lucky that we're doing something? And then Chris Columbus was looking at him going, you do realize that I've directed this, 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 this and this. And Scott was like, oh, really, have you? And Fernstein turned around to Scott and just said, you're, you're either an absolute arsehole or you're a genius. And I don't quite know which one you are yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
It's an S-Pod thing. The podcast revisiting S-Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge-watched this. Anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly <laughs> truly appalling. Guests help me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think, do you think this is one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-Pod thing from Great Big Owl. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So thanks, Scott, for, letting me, for, for telling me that last week. Yeah, it was very thanks, nice Scott. of you. Yeah. Um, is he still attached to Greg Proops via the neck? <laughs> yes, still, I'm afraid. Yeah. yeah, because because of COVID, obviously, you can't go in to have the operation yet. It's been pushed back and pushed back. Of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. <sighs> so, yeah, he goes to... He knocks on Frank's door, and there's yeah. a joke here. He says, can you make me a woman? And yeah, and he's goes, like... Oh, I'm so pleased to hear it. Yeah. I, don't qu- I don't quite get... Why is it that gay people in films are always excited about that sort of thing? I don't know. I don't know what what the what the sort of connotation of it all is. Like, oh, I can't. Oh, you're, it's brilliant. You want to be a girl. And also, he says to his brother Frank, "I want you to make me a woman." Now, there's obviously an unmade, unfilmed scene here where he says to Frank, "This is the voice I'm using, dear." Yes. So Frank first dresses him up as a Puerto Rican-looking hooker. Hooker. Yeah. Yeah. With big yeah. long red nails. Yeah. Now you'd instantly it's like when you're at the barbers and you ask for a haircut and then halfway through you're thinking, they're not doing what I've asked here. <laughs> but with with hair it's too late to say. You just have to go, oh fuck it, it'll grow back. Again, this is was, just comedy montage makeover, isn't it? Yeah. First he gets his hooker character. Sort of Cuban Cruella de Vil. Yeah. And then he goes to like Polish fishwife. Yeah, he does a song from Yentl, is it? Yentl. And then to layer on a bit more casual mm. Jewish racism, yeah. then just turns it to Barbara Streisand. Oh, that's when they do Yen- a song from something or other. But the, the Jewish yeah. one, he makes a joke about penises. Yeah. And then Barbara Streisand, he does a so- Barbara Streisand song. Mm. Brilliant. 
and then you see him walk in finally from behind. You don't see his face. And then yeah. Frank says, I'm a genius. Yeah. Yeah. So then Doubtfire turns up for the interview. Yeah. And really, if it was, again, in the reality of the world that he lived in, when yeah. the door opened, Sally yeah. Field would go, Daniel, why are you dressed up like that? <laughs> I've written here the family should say, Dad, why are you dressed like a woman? Exactly, yeah. Dad, Dad, what the fuck now? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so obvious it's their dad. Yeah. <laughs> and there's lots of, uh, oh, I'm such a lovely lady. Oh, I love children. Oh. Yes, there's that sort of ingrat- he sort of ingratiates himself with the family, doesn't mm. he? And, oh, who's this wee young children of a lad with a big hard cock? Calm down, rein it in, rein it in. Because then- it, it goes <clears throat> into dodgy territory all the time when he's as Mrs. Doubtfire. And then he opens that cupboard and everything's nicely labelled and placed. And he's like, oh, yes. oh, very... Very good. And she's like, oh, yeah, Daniel never appreciated I did that. And she's like, oh, well, he sounds like a bit of a prick then. Yeah, but I'm sure he's an absolute lovable rogue who was great in bed and is fantastic. And it's me, by the way. Oh, I'm Woody Woodpecker. Oh, he's ruined it already. Yeah, I'm a hot dog. Yeah. (laughs) But she says, you remind me of someone. I feel like I've known you for years. I'd love to hire you as the nanny. Yeah, you seem absolutely be perfect where are you from um exactly i'm from england dear england dearie from all over okay the noob oh. by all it's like just just pick one just say you're scottish please. i know they make a joke out of it a bit later on mm. about uh you know your accents all over the shop but it's mm. just mm-hmm. <sighs> so she gets on the he gets on the bus and the bus driver's like <laughs> carry on moment yeah <laughs> should have been kenneth connor should have been <laughs> Do you mind, dear? Where are you going, love? All the way, dearie. Chance to be a fine thing. Immediately crashes into a school. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and, and they reprise this a bit later on, don't they? Mm -hmm. Where he gets back on the bus. And the driver is now like, well, we've met two or three times. And he's now basically going, do you want someone nice and warm, someone to go home with? And, And then sees Robin Williams ridiculously hirsute hairy leg yeah. and then just says I like Mediterranean women yeah. it's horrible yeah but when he gets home um, the um, Mrs. Selner the liaison officer is there yes. to have an appointment with Daniel and we get a bit of farce here I can't this is the oh. it's this scene and later on which is the pivotal moment mm. of the whole film the dinner sequence oh. it's so stressful yes and it's not funny. It's no. just it just stresses me out watching it. It's yeah. just and also it does movie it does that movie trick where you go, no, what you just did then was impossible. Because yeah. there's some moments where it seems like it takes him ten minutes to get changed because it's a lot of work. Mm. And then there are other times he goes into a stall in a bathroom and within thirty seconds he's back and you go, yeah. Well, unless you're fucking the Wizard of Oz now, I don't, how, how are you now doing that? Yeah. It just abandons all known logic. And I know you're not supposed to maybe forensically <laughs> go through it like we are but it just doesn't make sense and then also when he says oh that's my sister yeah. staying with me and the liaison officer goes oh your sister's English no yes she's Scottish why do you keep saying she's English I know I know I know it's just do you think maybe they were kind of going in the script for a Mary Poppins type character possibly I don't know or, or, or maybe Robin just was just doing different voices every day and no one just had the heart to go Robin can you just pick one and stick with it because he's just... done Scottish before because I remember seeing him live and he mentioned that his family are originally from Scotland right okay I believe or he's got fam- family in Scotland or something because who's, who's the other comedian that's obsessed with um, Sc- oh it's Mike um, Myers Mike Myers yeah 
Because his dad, his mum and dad were English. Yeah, because doesn't he play his his, his family in um, Sorry, I Married an Axe Murder? Sorry, I Married an Axe Murder, yeah. Yeah, that's a brilliant film. That's I love that film, film. so much. Don't you. you, heed! Just calls his son head. It's like a watermelon <laughs> on a toothpick. <laughs> it's got his own weather system. I know, it's no, so it's, good. That is a great film. If you yeah, brilliant film. Don't watch Shrek. Watch So I Married an Axe Murder, because that's what yeah, it's Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and he does it in Fat Bastard and Austin Powers as well, which is annoying. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> so there's a bit of farce. He drops the mask in the street. It gets run over by a truck. Yeah, um, so he's panicking. He can't He can't let, you know, Mrs. Wound Up Tight see him. That. Yeah. So he decides to dip his face in a cake and then yeah. pretend he's got a, like, a, a face mask on. Which drips into her coffee. Tea. Yeah, tea. And then he does it on purpose. Oh, two drops. <laughs> Did you read that that wasn't supposed to happen? It was the studio lights made it melt so quickly. So oh, he, so that so was So he Robin. improvised. Ad-libbing. Uh-huh. Mm, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. But even she's a bit like, when, when he walks out the room, she actually take, takes a bit and puts it on her face. Like, oh, yeah. maybe this is a miracle cream. <laughs> Funny. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, so then he, it's his first day as being Mrs. Doubtfire. Yes, and, and he here's treats the thing. them like fucking slaves. I was going to say, <laughs> this is the first time he gets to spend a quality day with his children since mm. he's had to move out, and he immediately sets about punishing them and giving them chores. He throws them what a way! To, what a way to get them on on his side. Yeah, he's he's got the little one with the old lady face mm. polishing brass candlesticks like some yeah. Victorian fucking urchin. <laughs> it's horrible. It's you like killed immediately... Donald Sutherland. I'll never forgive you for that. <laughs> <laughs> He just basically gets them working. Yeah. In like a Victorian sweatshop. It's just horrible. While he lies on the sofa and drinks a nice tea. Drinks a Mai Tai or something. Yeah. yeah. And then, then they have to go up and do their homework. Yeah. He Very says homework odd. or manual labour. Yeah. Jesus. Just put here, do you like these kids or... Do you like... Yeah, is this what... Is, are you upset because you didn't... You haven't got enough time to spend with your, t- with your kids psychologically and physically torturing them? And then when is, they that, up, is that what this film's all about? It is, yeah. Because when they walk upstairs, one of them goes, I miss Dad. And he yeah. mur- murmurs to himself, I'm here, guys, in some form. No, he he does that, but I'm here. Mm. And, uh, oh, that's so weird. It's so horrible. And then when he's making dinner, he burns his tits off. Yes, he realises that... <laughs> Burns his tits off, mm-hmm. um, and then somehow manages to um, pay for a two hundred dollar takeaway dinner. Yes. And um, and you think, well, you, uh, and how long are you going to keep doing that? Mm. But again, he does that amazing thing in films where he just watches some TV shows, and then he becomes a cordon bleu cook within mm. three hours. Yeah, but I put here as being a parent in a nutshell. He goes to make dinner, fucks it up, gets a takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Miranda comes home, she's greeted with this beautiful set dinner with this amazing... Dinner is served, dearie? Yeah, with this amazing takeaway food, which would have tasted not great, I'd imagine. No, it's probably stone cold stone now. Stone cold, yeah. And yeah. And also, it doesn't actually look very nice. It looks no. like it's all organic hummus and yeah. cut radishes and stuff and, like, artichoke carts and stuff. It's just... Yeah. Mm. Where's the squirty cheese, Mrs. Doubtfire, you bitch? <laughs> One and of then, the kids almost said. Oh, thinks it, yeah. Yeah. And then, after that, um, Sally feels very impressed, obviously. And then we get the montage to Dude Looks Like a Lady. <sighs> Dude Looks Like a Lady. Robin mm. Williams just as a woman. 
Dancing with a Hoover. Dancing with a Hoover. I don't mind the Dancing with a Hoover bit. It's quite mm. funny. But mm. then with the sort of rocking out air guitar with the broom, it's yeah. just labouring the point. And it's dude looks like a lady. It's just, yeah. yes, I know. We know. We know. I mean, he's. I mean, you wouldn't be surprised if he was a suspect at this point for the Zodiac killings. Because <laughs> he's in San Francisco. <laughs> And he's a, he's a complete psychopath. He's got that massive carpet bag. He's got a carpet bag. <laughs> Just yeah. full of heads. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, so we... And that's like a four-minute sequence of, of another montage of... Mm. We, we, but then I suppose that at the time they must have just thought, this is just gold what we're getting here. This is Robin just going off and doing what he wants to do. This is brilliant. And then the next time he comes back to the house, Pierce Brosnan's car's outside... Yeah, beautiful Mercedes. And the first thing that he, uh, Robin Williams does, as Mrs. Doubtfire, mm. is rips off the hood ornament. Yeah. So he vandalises his car. Yeah. And this to make it hero. even worse, he, he gives it back to him. Mm. Oh, I just found this on the street, dearie. No, you didn't. Oh, I've just done a shit in your boot, dearie. And so again, I at just this let point, down your tyres, dearie. <laughs> at this point, you'd expect that Piers Brotham was an awful man. Yeah. But he's lovely and he's being lovely with the kids. He's being lovely. He's being with Sally so Sally. gentle with the kids. Like, mm. Oh my god, I'm 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 now sort of slightly taking over from another man's role. I need to mm. be so so delicate about this. And he's mm. doing his utmost to just be chivalrous and perfectly reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> also, he looks, I have to say, Brosnan looks just fucking beautiful yes, in this. He does. he's so he's like i just wrote down when they first meet him it's like it's 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 like everyone has met this gold-plated erection mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just wow look at him and i think this has pretty much cemented his the, him getting bond again i was gonna that's the first mm. thing i was going to ask you john is so mm. what, this must have been when they were going and there's your bond yeah they there filmed, he is there he is there he is the following year basically right so it has yeah. to, it has to have helped yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he uh, looks stunning. He really does. And, um, yeah, he, he talks to Doubtfire and says, oh, where, where are you from? Because he said, I, I'm, I went to school in England, I think he says. Or that's I, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's right. I went to school in England. Where did you go? And she said, oh, all over, dearie. And he says, oh, your accent's a bit muddled. And I've put here, that's putting it mildly, 007. <laughs> <laughs> and so, again, he's not accusing. It's just no. a gentle It's a gentle inquiry that any normal sane person would meet if they met someone whose face looks a bit like melted plastic. And they're looking after children. <laughs> and they're looking after children. And they sound like they come from... Anywhere in the world. Anywhere. And so you'd sort of just put in a few feelers just to sort of go, hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And that's end of part one of this episode of Smirchpod. We'll be back later in the week with part two. So please stick around. But in the meantime, why not like, subscribe, review, enjoy, share, tell everybody you like. And, you know, why not even buy Thunderbook? Hey, why not? See you next time.
Hi, I'm Keza McDonald. And I'm Ellie Gibson. And this is our new show, Extra Life. It's basically us talking to funny people about video games. When I was a kid, it was Grand Theft Auto. There's Sinclair ZX Spectrum. We talk about the games people remember from when they were kids and what they're playing now. Guitar Hero. The Last of Us 2. Combat on the Atari 2600. No, I love Pokemon. Anyway, find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Extra Life. Great Big Owl.